G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And you're with Matt Prater filling in for Neil Johnson on 2020. Coming up in 25 minutes, we're going to be chatting with Bobby Mearns from Fishers of Men, a uh, former drug dealer and drug addict who came to Christ under the ministry of Jackie Pullinger in Hong Kong. A great testimony. Listen out for that. Coming up in 25 minutes' time. And the phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to have a chat about gender uh, ideology, we're asking the question today, how do you think Australia will look if the battle for religious freedom and radical gender ideology is lost? Lots of comments coming through at Facebook. You can make a comment at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Well, give us a call right now, 1-800-316-316. And our guest on the line is Damien Wild. He leads the Australian Family Coalition, defending the family and promoting a society grounded on conservative Christian values and aspiring to safeguard our basic freedoms. He was at the forefront of the marriage debate in November 2017 and has been an outstanding advocate for the family and Christian values. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can call through on 1-800-316-316. And we've got uh, Darren from Underwood joining us uh, on the line there. Let me just uh, open up the phone lines there and see if we've got Darren. Are you there, mate? Yeah, how are you going, Matt? Good, thanks, Darren. Have you got a question or a comment for Damien? Yeah, uh, great work, Damien. Um, we certainly are in interesting times, and uh, I suppose, like, um, to reiterate what a lot of people are probably um, saying at the moment is, uh, yeah, the church does appear apathetic, but I don't think that's anything new. Like, uh, you know, we just have to look back to Bonhoeffer and um, Luther and um, quite a few of these people that tried to, that were in similar times. But um, I guess my question is, how do we, um, what is the church's role at the moment? Like, we certainly have had a role to play in political arenas in the past with the ending of abolition of slavery and those type of things. But, um, just wondering what the church's role is at the moment, um, because obviously we, we want to move people to believe in Christ. That's our mission on earth. Um, but, yeah, uh, to prevent us looking like 1919 Russia before it became communist, <laughs> what could your comments be? Yeah, I, I apologise. My phone dropped out just at the start of your comments. I came in at Bonhoeffer that you're asking what the the church's role is today in the, in that regard? Um, well, it, it, in regards to, um, you know, like the times we're living in, um, because so many hmm. Christian leaders in the past have opposed many things, and what mean, meanwhile the church was very apathetic, um, you know, like even Luther and some of those people stood up in, in their time uh, without with very little support. Um, and there's been many who've worn churches over the centuries of and governments of different um, agendas and fell on deaf ears. But um, what what would you say the role of the church is today? 
Mm. I, I don't think the role of the church has changed at all. In fact, if anything, I think ironically the the issues that the church is dealing with, while they're perennial, have almost sort of circled right back to the beginning. You know, you, you talked about communism and some of the and abolition of slavery, you know, seismic sort of issues in which Christians were involved. But ironically, with the assaults today on life, on marriage and the family and, you know, state-sanctioned sort of um, madness, for want of a better phrase, we're actually harkening back, I think, to the days of the early Christians in the Roman Empire when it was Christians who would um, save abandoned infants. It was Christians who were promoting, you know, monogamy, marriage and the family unit. It was Christians who would say, look, I'm I'm the emperor's good servant, but I'm not going to offer incense. And, you know, I really think that there are some very clear parallels with the society emerging around us today. So the role of the church, the role of Christians in that regard, while constant, it's to call people, um, you know, to that to that vision, to the truth. Um, the the way in which that is panning out really is coming back to the early days of the church. And I think, if anything, that's going to require a huge amount of courage from individual Christians, uh, the likes of which they haven't been called on to give for a long time. Do mm. think we're up to the challenge? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope so. I, I believe so. But time will tell. Yeah, very good comments, Damien. Yeah. Good on you, Darren. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you, Matt. God bless, you God bless you, mate. If you'd like to call through, phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. And uh, we're talking with Damien Wild from the uh, Australian Family Coalition. And uh, you can also make a comment at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. We've got David from Perth in WA. How are you, David? Yeah, um, good morning and good day. Um, just wanted to make a couple of comments one from a previous caller and uh, one about the um, Constitution. Uh, the one about the previous caller is that um, we, we seem to be in this um, rollover culture. We're, we're really stuck into it. It's uh, prevalent within the church and it's prevalent with um, society as a whole. We just don't want to rock the boat. Uh, we don't want to sort of get involved because we might uh, lose something or we're just too busy or whatever our reasons are, but we're not getting involved because um, we're too deep in this rollover culture and um, this permissiveness within the church is probably the greatest sin um, of our time. So um, everyone needs to just wake up um, because we can see the conversation um, that's going on, um, not just today, but with uh, other people that you have on your show um, this is uh, really rife. And the other point I want to make is uh, with the Constitution, where it says um, our religious freedom is, is guaranteed, um, we need to have legislation by those who are in power or in Parliament that follow the Founding Fathers' ideal of what religious freedom is. Because if we break faith from the Founding Fathers um, with the the Constitution, then we're really breaking away from the Constitution as as per se. So we really need to stick with um, what what they meant, and we need to go through the history of that. We need someone who will um, want to do that and stick close to the Constitutional as it was written, 
um, back in uh, 1901. Damien, what are your thoughts on that? A lot to unpack there. The the first point, um, and I'll, I'll go to that first, and hopefully I won't forget all the rest. The first was, you know, much like the previous call about, you know, Christians and, and church leaders in this current environment. Um, the comment I would make is that I think too many people misunderstand what St. Paul said when he said, you know, I am all things to all men. He wasn't saying, I want to be everybody's friend. I'll be whatever you want to be, me to be. I won't, I won't upset you. He was saying, I'll be one of you. You know, I will go among you. And I think that's what we need today, not people who are you know, too afraid to upset uh, by saying, quote unquote, controversial things. We need Christians, we need church leaders to step up. The second question, the one about the Constitution, that's a very, very challenging one. Um, obviously, it was written and drafted in a time where Australia was overwhelmingly a practicing Christian nation. Uh, I think it was Downer, one of the founding fathers, who said, you know, Australia shall be from its outset a Christian nation. Interestingly, many of the provisions in there regarding uh, freedom of religion, sorry, I shouldn't say many, there aren't too many at all, but those provisions really were written at a time when there was a desire to avoid sectarianism between different Christian denominations. And rightly or wrongly, the courts have, over the decades since, ruled that many of those freedoms are not absolute at all. Um, that you know, it, what we take to be freedoms granted by the Constitution may not be there. Now, I'm not making an argument on that, but whether we agree with that or not, that's how it's been deemed to be. So I guess that legal framework and also the fact that Australia is not what it was in 1901, um, you know, with overwhelming church attendance or at least adherence or at least an understanding of basic norms, we've drifted so far from those moorings that it's going to be a real challenge to get the sort of laws that we want to see, certainly laws that reflect, I think, what the founding fathers of this nation would want to see. So I don't say that as discouragement, but just to realise that this is going to be a huge, monumental task ahead of us. And that's another reason, if we didn't have enough already, that we all have to get involved and have our say. David, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Um, Yes, well, that's exactly right. We need to get involved and we need people to actually stand up and not be part of the rollover culture and get behind people who are um, writing the legislation and and get a message to our local members and to, to Canberra that um, we're not going to take this lying down. And um, mm. we just need people to, to have some backbone and, and stand up. Yeah. Well said, David. Mate, thank you so much for your call mm. today. God bless. God bless. Bye. And if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316 or you can make a comment at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. And we've got Sandra from Tasmania. How are you, Sandra? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? Good. Have you got a question or comment for Damien? Uh, um, I'd just like to thank him for um, bringing this conversation up because it really is important and I think uh, it is a time that we... We need to see a change because I do think it's uh, things that our um, generations have forgotten what a privilege it is and uh, we need to be encouraging um, our politicians, our ministers and uh, fight for our children what is right and, and be praying for our children too. We've got five and and um, I think it's really encouraging. They need Christian friends that we can really fight for this too. But yeah, just wanted to encourage both you two with, with this conversation. Thank you so much. Damien, what are your thoughts, mate? 
Sandra, that, that's extremely kind of you, and I, I couldn't agree more with everything you've said. Um, when I started doing this work nearly 20 years ago, I was a younger bloke. I had a lot more hair. Um, um, <laughs> Didn't we all? And, um, and I, yes, and I, you know, I think while I, I always cared about it, you know, I tended to come at it, I think, from a fairly sort of intellectual point of view, that an academic sort of point of view. I've got seven kids now, and, um, you know, I, I feel that I have a real stake in this, if not for myself, but for their future. And, you know, if I can leave this place a little bit better than I found it, that'd be a good thing. So thank you, and certainly keep up your efforts and your prayers. Well, thank you. Yes, <laughs> we'll continue to be praying for you all too. Thank you. Thanks, Sandra. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Okay, bye. bye. God's blessings too. And phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. We've got about 10 minutes left with Damien on the phone. So if you want to chat to him, give us a call now, 1-800-316-316. And uh, Damien, we've got an interesting comment at our Facebook post here. Uh, you know, we're asking the question at Facebook, how do you think Australia will look if the battle for religious freedom and radical gender ideology is lost? And Tara's made a comment saying this is a very relevant question in light of the ABC Kids Community Facebook site. They published on June 18, Kids Ask About Gender. You know, radical gender ideology is already here and it's being pushed by our taxpayer-funded media outlet. Now, Damien, don't get me started about the ABC, but they're pushing <laughs> on the ABC Kids community now. What, what are your thoughts on that, mate? I saw a few snippets of that last night and I, I could not believe it. There's not much that shocks me anymore. There's really not. But to see that... Not in America, not in some dark recess of the internet. To see that on ABC shocked me because my taxes, your taxes pay for this. You know, there are a large number of Australian parents and grandparents who perhaps rather naively think that it's still okay to use the TV as a babysitter. And it's just not. Not when you know, Auntie, quote unquote, our uh, ABC is broadcasting this into Australian homes. So, you know, this is just one of many issues that people could be contacting their parliamentarians about, particularly in the lead up to a federal election. Um, this is something that we would be rightly concerned about, even if it wasn't our taxes paying for it. But to have that added dimension just adds, adds insult to injury. So between this and what's going on continuously in many classrooms, many state-based you know, curricula and so on, there is, to circle back to the, the opening lines of this, this conversation... The battle lines are drawn. We we have to pick a side. And you know, I've been uh, you know watching the the slow decline, or sorry, the quick decline of the ABC for many years. Uh, you know, for example, there's a show called One Plus One, uh, where they interview someone for thirty minutes, and I always love finding out people's stories. You know, uh, they've mm. now got a drag queen as the host, and you know the number of times I've seen guests on there that are you know the LGBT crowd. Uh, you know, I just I'd love to see a a Christian minister there for for a change, or a Christian musician, or you know, <laughs> someone with conservative views. Like I watch the I watch Q and A, and you know, my TV leans so far to the left it nearly falls off the cabinet. Uh, it just it's it's like bleedingly obvious <laughs> the uh, the bias of the ABC. Um, do you, what do you think about funding? Do you think we need to you know be challenging the government to to defund the ABC? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I've, for what it's worth, I've watched Q&A twice in my life, twice, and only because I felt duty-bound. One was when uh, Cardinal Pell was taking on Richard Dawkins, and I thought I'd, I'd better watch that. And the other time was Jordan Peterson, and I wasn't disappointed. Um, but look, in terms of defunding it, look, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. I think 
the, the recent announcement of shifting some staff out to the western suburbs in Sydney is a great start, a great start. They might actually meet some real people and uh, learn what ordinary Australians, the quiet Australians are talking about. The question of defunding it, look, I think people shy away too much from having that conversation. Um, we need to ask why in this day and age uh, should our national broadcast, why should there be a national broadcaster uh, and why should a national broadcaster be funded to such a huge tune, uh, particularly when they're pumping out you know, very unfriendly messages? There are a lot of questions that need to be asked. I won't attempt to answer them today, but I just think it's a shame that too many in political life seem to be shying away from discussing that. That's what they're elected to discuss, and I think they ought to be doing it. And, you know, they talk about the Canberra bubble, that, you know, all the Canberra politicians are in a bubble, you know. What about the ABC bubble, you know, and, you know, they call it groupthink, you know, where you just get in a, in a group and everyone thinks the same, you know. Um, yet they look at the quiet Australians, you know, look at the people out in the bush. There's so many people with conservative values, yet they really mm-hmm. get uh, a voice on the ABC. So I'm a bit fired up about that. But we are taking calls. <laughs> you'd like to call through and have a chat. Phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. We've got Dieter from Adelaide. How are you, Dieter? Well, thank you. Um, Damien may remember going back about 15 years uh, when uh, he and I were in Newland uh, Liberal Party. I was a the president there for a while, and uh, I very quickly had to learn some lessons about uh, two-party politics. And uh, uh, my question now is that... Um, Next year we're going to election again. I'm totally disenchanted with the Liberal Party, especially here in Adelaide. Are we going to vote for, our, like I said, Bob Day's new party or any other Christian smaller minor party, or are we going to vote for the Liberals to get those Liberals that are now have joined by the hundreds in Adelaide here? Uh, are we going to vote for those, or are we going to disappoint those? What are your thoughts, Damien? It's a very, very interesting topic, Dieter. As soon as I heard your name, <laughs> I thought, I know this person. Um, it's a good question. And look, I've got to be a little bit cautious because ASC is not party political. We're not aligned one way or the other. But I will say to you, as I would say to anybody, um, don't be put off by recent happenings, um, regardless of which political party you see them in. I think there are too many reasons that people, particularly Christians, who you know, are looking for high standards, too quickly turn off of party politics. And I've been saying to people this last week, your voice is needed now more than ever. So find a place to get involved and just give it your best. Thanks, Damien. Thanks for your call, Dieter. God bless. Thank you. Bless you. And if you'd like to uh, make a comment, join our conversation today. Uh, lots of comments coming through at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. And uh, Damien, our time is almost up. Uh, before we go, I just thought, you know, we, we have been talking a lot about how we need to contact our MPs, we need to get on the media, we need to get on social media, speak up about this. Uh, but we also agree that prayer is powerful. And, you mm. know, I've been a part of the National Day of Prayer and Fasting team for many years, and we've seen an increase in prayer across the nation uh, on, on these topics and lots of prayer chains, prayer emails, you know, the Australian Prayer Network. There's been a lot of increase in prayer. Have you noticed an increase in prayer about these uh, topics in your circles? Oh, certainly. Um, you know, some of the groups you mentioned before, I think uh, during COVID last year, the the rise of Zoom culture, for want of a better descriptor, uh, carried over into Christian life as well. And the number of people praying, praying online that I was aware of was just phenomenal. And I think a lot of that has continued, and that's a really good thing. Um, I'm aware of people who have nightly um, phone calls via different apps. Um, you know, they've set reminders in their mobile phones. They all dial in and pray together. 
And even in real time, um, you know, I'm, I'm calling you from South Australia this morning and some of the, the big issues we've dealt with here this, this year, including a radical abortion to birth bill, uh, a euthanasia bill, among others, saw a phenomenal outpouring of prayer, especially in real time. People were opening their churches specifically to pray for these topics and making, you know, daytime slots available for people who wish to visit. So, you know, it's a probably a good, good thing for people to dwell on that despite all these negative influences in society, there's always a silver lining on a cloud, on the cloud. God works in mysterious ways and it's been good to see these, these sorts of things come out of it. Absolutely. Whether it be, you know, as we're talking about prayer or even, I just think more people getting involved. I can tell you that you know, the ranks of, of AFC have swollen considerably in the last year and I know many people have gotten involved in political parties. There have been lots of really good things come out of all of these. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, it's so good to hear from you today, Damien, from the Australian Family Coalition. If people want to find the website, they can go to austfamily.com.au and uh, we know that they're uh, looking for prayer partners, financial supporters and people that just want to be in the loop with all, with all these things we've talked about today. Once again, the website is austfamily.com.au. Damien, thanks for joining us on 2020. Great to talk, Matt. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.